Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jason Zenger, and I'm joined by my busy co-host, Jim Carr. You are busy, aren't you, Jim? Well, quite frankly, I'm not that busy yet. You're not? No, I'm not losing my mind. I'm in a good space right now. You just were busy, though, weren't you? We have been busy, but... And you're looking forward to being busy in the future, right? We're anticipating being busy in the next six to 12 months, but I'll I'll let you know more about that as we get into the episode because I know it's relevant to what yeah. you want to talk about today. So you're, you're in the, like the calm before the storm. Exactly. I'm in purgatory right now. I'm waiting waiting for it to shift over. <laughs> you threw me off of that purgatory. I know. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yeah. So what I want to talk about today is what to do when you're crazy busy. I mean, I've been crazy busy for a long time. I know that you've had some periods where you're crazy busy. You've probably been more busy than not. So I think this is going to be very relevant to the manufacturing community right now because manufacturing has been very busy for several years now. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We bought five new machines in the last 14 months. We've added new people. We've done a lot in the last eight to 12 months. And yeah, we're ready. We're ready for the next layer of what's going to happen. So good. I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to work hard. So Jim, this is familiar to us where we're recording today. We're in Goose Island, downtown Chicago, but it's no longer the DMDII. So where it's are we? Not. We're, we're not in the Digital Manufacturing and Design Innovation Institute. We are at M. XD. They recently converted and got a new name. Tell us about it. What, what, why did they an, do that? I have an email here from Shanja Brown. She's the executive director of MXD. And I'm just going to read to you the announcement. It says, on the heels of our recent announcement of up to 60 million in Department of Defense funding over the next five years, I have more exciting news about DMDII. The Institute is getting a new name, MXD which stands for Manufacturing Times Digital and will operate as its own independent organization. So will its sister lab, City Tech Collaborative, which will spin out and form a new partnership this summer. Both labs have been achieving strong momentum and stable financial footing. Together, they learned how to build a coalition among industry, academia, government, and philanthropy, and to develop a way for them to co-innovate. Each lab is now strong enough to stand on its own. So I think that's fantastic. We've seen this coming. We've seen the enhancements. That there's going to be some changes. Well, yeah. we've seen the enhancements that they've been doing here at DMDII, right. which is now MXD. And it's great. You know, they've been very good to us. We're proud to say that this is our home. This is where most of our episodes are recorded at here in Goose Island in Chicago. It's all about the manufacturing industry. It's all about Chicago. You know, we're rooted here in Chicago and we're rooted in manufacturing. So it just makes sense for us to be here and do most of our shows from here. Okay. So the MXD has nothing to do with like calculus or algebra it or doesn't. anything like that? Manufacturing times digital. Okay. Because if That's you remember back to your like algebra? high school days my, where we used my to, best to subject. Yeah, add and multiply letters. So were you good in algebra? I was actually, math was one of my strongest subjects. Do you know yeah. what the Pythagorean theorem is? Do you know what the Pythagorean theorem is? 
No, but I bet you want to tell the listeners. I do. It's okay, A squared ahead. plus B squared equals C squared. <laughs> do you know how many degrees I, I are do, in a right? Do you know how many I, degrees are in a right angle? Well, yeah, ninety. Duh. Okay, good. I, I do know Triangle. those. I just I'm I'm enjoying you showing how good you are at math. Well, right. You have a big smile on your face. You know. I, do. <laughs> I actually studied. I was an engineer in college, I know. so I studied I differential equations, and I thought I was pretty good at that. Yeah, one of my stronger suits. It was definitely one, one of my strongest suits. I was terrible at chemistry, which is why I, probably good reason yeah. I didn't become a chemical engineer, but. And, and that algebraic skill and geometry skill from a hundred years ago helped me be a better machinist when I came into the industry. So people always say, what do I need this for? So you do well, those quotes better? Well, it's not about quoting. It's the geometry well, and the yeah. algebra yeah. that help you solve. But now they have computers for that that can do it in two seconds. So Yeah, exactly. So anyway, why don't we get right into this? Let's talk about being crazy being busy. Being crazy busy. And before, you always seem crazy busy, Jason. Well, you know, I've, I was thinking about this the other day. Over the last five years, I've had three more kids. I've, my, my business is I hope like- you put an end to that. Multiplied by like five. Yeah, I did put an end to that, by the way. So that brings me a total of four kids. My business multiplied by five and essentially took on a new business. Making chips took on a new life of its own and we took on new partners and it's exploding. So yeah, it's been busy, Jim. Yeah, I know. I, I, no I, I can look it. at you and I can tell sometimes that you're- you're a little overwhelmed. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just to be quite frank, there was a time when you and I were in California when I was delivered some bad news. I don't know if you remember this. It was January, probably two or three years ago when you and I were in California in for making chips. And I was delivered some bad business news, which eventually resolved itself or I resolved it. And, but it, it actually led to me having some chest pains and I had to go to the doctor and it was stress-induced chest pains. It was not a good period of time for me. You never shared that with me. I never told you that I had those no. chest pains? No. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. No, it? it was bad. I had to have like, I take some supplements for like my adrenal gland and stuff like that because of it and it was not good. So. You better get on the treadmill more. Oh, I work out a lot. Yeah. I actually have a hurt back right now. All my problems. I have hurt back right now because of, I was trying to rush through my weightlifting and I, I you screwed can't myself rush. up. Don't overdo no, it. No, no, no. Don't overdo That'll that. That'll screw you up. So anyway, yeah. So I definitely have the scars of a stress-induced life and I need to definitely chill myself out in the future. Well, I'm looking forward to doing this episode. Yeah. So in the spirit of some of the things that I'm going to talk about in this episode, I had my assistant April compile a bunch of articles on you know stress and just put a bunch of bullet points together. I had her do it so that I can not have to do it myself. And I just want to like kind of talk through some of those. Yeah, I've got um, some good comments some of those, on that. those points. So some of the causes of stress. So let's talk about that first. Wait, before we go there. Yeah, go ahead. I'm a couple years older than you. Just a couple. Just a couple. A couple decades. And you know, I think that... Are you, are you saying you're your wiser gen- than me? I'm thinking, no. I, well, I, maybe more wisdom, but definitely not wiser. I don't you know, know what that means. I think I, <laughs> wisdom and being wise, eh, it's about the same, but it's a little different. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. Maybe there's a calculus but equation my, to My question is, that. it seems like nowadays everybody is just freaking stressed out to the max because we're so highly connected. And I don't think it was like that. I know it wasn't like that back in the 80s and 90s because we didn't have the resources to get really super stressed out. At the most, we had a fax machine that was delivering a document via 
this very slow output. Yeah, you and know what, Jim? I couldn't agree with you more that technology is so definitely going to blame it on. I'm going to blame it on your generation, the millennial generation. Yeah, I agree with you. Technology has definitely contributed to that. And I was talking about. So, how do we mitigate it? Well, I'm actually reading a book right now about how to combat this, Jim. It's a book called Digital Minimalism, and it and it's helping me a lot. You know, dude, so, if there's one person that needs to read that, it's you. Okay, thank Beca- you. No, because you do. You're but I, over, I, you're overstimulated. Yeah, I, that over overstimulates you. Yeah. My, my wife calls me extra. Yes. Apparently that's what yeah. the young kids say. <laughs> that's a millennial term, apparently. See, I, I've, I've never heard extra. Yeah. You're like an old man in a young man's body. So how do we combat stress? So let's let's first, before we even go there, let's talk about some of the causes of stress. So I don't know if any of these things come to mind for, for either one of you. Life changes, relationship difficulties, being too busy, and your children and family. Those are probably, if I'm going to say... All of the above. Oh, that's another thing I didn't mention. In the, I also just moved recently. So talk about major life changes. That caused a tremendous amount of stress for both my wife and I and my family having to move. Relationship difficulties. I've got a 12-year-old about to be a 13-year-old. So that makes that relationship a little bit more difficult and challenging and different. Being too busy. We're all very busy right now. And family, I've got a young family too. So it's, it's, it's stressful right now. There's no doubt about it. The other thing that I wanted to to go through is just really briefly, like more of the, I guess, personal ways. And this is not what I'm going to talk about in the episode, so I'm going to go through it quickly. Some more of the personal ways to to relieve stress. So number one for me would be exercise. And I think that you would probably agree with that, right, Jim? Definitely, without a doubt. Using essential oils. So I know this is kind of weird for me to be mentioning this. I'm no, I don't chips. think it is. My, I wife, like it. my wife actually just started getting essential oils, and, and we. Is do she get those pyramid scheme things? With no, no, she's not. No, no, no. She no, just no, buys no. it from one is of her friends. Thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, so I didn't know that. Well, doing that. you know, let's not go off on a tangent about pyramid schemes, but you know, and it actually works. Oils. So, like, well, they call know, it multi-layer marketing. Yeah, just different name for. But anyway, my wife doesn't sell it; she just buys it. But it works. I mean, we put it in the kids' room, and the kids have like a little volcano. I have some essential oil thing. Yeah, so it's good. You know, writing. So I know you're a fan of this too, Jim. You know, you got to write down your notes and sometimes that gets stressed out. That can go either way. I was writing an article last week. No, not writing an article, writing notes, like actually putting pen to paper. Oh, just like getting your thoughts out. getting your thoughts out. Because sometimes it relaxes me and other times it feels like a job I got to get done. And then spending time with your family and friends and just chilling out and laughing. That's a stress reliever? Yeah. How about drinking a bottle of wine? No, that doesn't yeah, come up there because I think that wine can be counterintuitive because it can no, relieve I, it in the I short agree. term. And then uh, one glass of wine. And then cuddling. Oh. Cuddling actually. That's what I want to um, do with you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be gross. I, no. No. I know you're kind of a germaphobe. <laughs> But <laughs> that was weird. I, I, <laughs> I don't think it is. And then the um, uh, and then the last one that is. I that I highlighted was spending time with your pet. So like whenever I spend time with Nick, it's always you know. Oh, that was that, my stress. that's low. That is low. <laughs> All right. Anyway, before we get off on too much of a tangent, let's get into the episode. So what I did is I put together seven points, and these are my seven points for what I've done in order to relieve some of my stress. Because I have to say, from the last two or three years, my stress is lower than what it's been before. But before we get into this episode, Nick, tell us what's going on at Making Chips. Yeah. So we've been talking about some of the articles that we've been promoting on LinkedIn, especially after Wayne Breitbarth gave us some great insight on Good how, stuff, how, man. how to get the most traction there. Every week we, we publish at least three pieces of content in addition to the podcast. So we cover some news, we write an original article, and then we we bring in a contribution from chip-in contributors. So, so that's another manufacturing leader who has written an article on makingchips.com. Absolutely. And Nick, would you tell people if they'd like to be a contributor how, to, how they can do that and access that? 
So yeah, just go to makingchips.com slash chip in and you can- Is it hyphenated or is it just C-H-I-P-I-N? I believe it works either way. Yeah. Because we're looking for some good people that are really relevant in the manufacturing industry that would like to get a little PRA, and we'd like to bring you in and highlight you. And your expertise. And, yeah, and, exactly. You know, help the rest of the metalworking nation. It, you guys are right on. It's the same thing we do when we bring guests onto the podcast. We're just doing it in other formats as well. So you can find all this content in our newsletter. We call it The Boring Bar. I Jason came up with the name, so kudos to you, Jason. Yeah, just go to makingchips.com and subscribe there to get the freshest Making Chips content delivered to your inbox every week. So why don't we get into the heart of this episode, pun intended, because stress does cause damage to your heart. And I want to review seven points that I came up with over the last couple of years that has helped me to reduce stress. So number seven, I'm going to start from the least impactful to the I was wondering um, why to it the, was in to the most in, in, impactful. And, and a lot of these come from a business standpoint, not from a personal standpoint, as I said before. Number seven is turning off my notifications on my mobile phone, Bam. Even, even text messages. And what that does is it allows you to really just focus on the things that you need to get done. So a lot of times your stress comes into play because you've got so many to-dos that are weighing you down and so many things that need to get done. And if you constantly have that pinging and those notifications coming to you, it just it, it's going to distract you and it's going to take you more time to get the important things done. So I literally, there's only three people that send me a text message that buzzes on my phone. My wife, my daughter, and my COO, CFO. That's it. Did Everybody you change else, that? It gets, it gets um, So are muted. you using the do not disturb function? So on what I do or? is I go into, so I have an iPhone and I go into each, I go into the iMessage and I go into each person and you can change it yeah, to Android, hi, Android, I'm sure does it similar, yeah. where you can hide notifications for that particular person or even like, so sometimes the four of us, Caleb included, will get into like a very robust text discussion. Well, I don't get notifications for that because you know what? There's just a lot of stuff lying around that I don't need to get buzzed about all the time. Yeah, I'm in like 20 group texts and it's so insane. just, you know, mute them. That way you can focus on what's important. That's a great idea. Number six, I plan way ahead on my calendar. And, you know, I know that this has been a source of annoyance for some of you guys. Like, you know, I'm not available. Sorry. It's been a source of annoyance for people that request calendar invites for me. But uh, like, if I don't have two weeks notice, like I'm, I'm all booked out. Sorry. Well, I it's mean, more annoying just, to cancel on a whim. So, you know, yeah. if we know ahead of time, then. Yeah. So, I mean, so easier. the important thing is, is like, you know, have your time set, you know, plan ahead on your calendar. So that way you don't have to go into the day being stressed out because you don't know where to get started. Like, put it on your calendar, make sure you book those appointments ahead of time, and let people know that, hey, I've got urgent things that need to get done and I can't take every last minute meeting. Number five, say no often. Yeah, that's a big um, one. So this has a lot to do, this kind of related to the previous one, but if I'm going to take a meeting, if I want to put a meeting together, that's one thing. But if somebody wants to schedule a meeting with me, it better have some kind of actionable outcome that I need to participate in because I get a lot of requests for meetings that really, to be quite honest with you, I probably don't need to be a part of. Just this past week, I mean, it just it doesn't have to do just with meetings either. It could just say no to tasks. Um, we just got done talking about this before that Nick, you were asking me to put some links into Trello, and blah. blah, blah. I'm like, well, sorry, I'm not going to get around yeah, to doing it. Yeah, so it's it. like, how do you balance the 
saying no to certain things with the EOS advice of making sure that there's processes that are documented and, and I can choose everybody. whether I want to be a part of a process. You know? Okay, so, so that's gotcha. my choice to say, you know, yes, I agree to be a part of that. So I don't want, I can say no to somebody and say, well, you want me to do this and I have the right to say, no, I don't want to. Like, I, that's not my thing. I'm not... I'm not doing administrative tasks and nobody's going to force me to do that. And I have the right to say no. And that's one of the things we've been talking about is like, I think we're all involved in way too many like low granular detailed processes. Exactly. So we've talked about like, maybe we need to get a project manager in place to help us with a lot of And and a lot of times the only way to stop that from happening is just to say no and to watch and see where the pieces fall. Because a lot of times when you say no to something, somebody else sometimes picks it up and does it. Yeah. Like Nick. Like Nick. And Caleb. Yeah. I have to add to that one too. So you know how we always get calendar invites? What I'm doing lately with regards to that is I will not accept, unless I know I need it, I will not accept a calendar invite for more than 30 minutes. I'm doing the same thing. That's great. Because great insight, Jim. It really is because first and foremost, t- those meetings typically go over. Anyway. Everybody wants an hour. Everyone wants it. Forget it. Yeah. An hour of my time is a lot to give. And it, you know, especially to like a vendor or a buyer or somebody that's trying to sell to me, forget it. An, if you can't convey your prospect and your message to me in 15 to 20 minutes, you're doing something wrong. I've got another related suggestion is book some of those appointments back to back. So if you're going to do a 30 minutes, book another one that starts when that one should end. That way you are forced to not allow it to go longer. Oh, you say you've got a hard stop at 9.30 Well, you do. Just yeah. like intentionally do it that way. That way it that's has good, to end good. at that time yep. and, and you're not allowed to go over or otherwise it's going to affect the next meeting. The other thing that you could do is actually put a scheduled task into your calendar. So you could be meeting with somebody for 30 minutes, but then once that 30 minutes is over, just say, you know, I'm going to spend an hour working on this chipping contribution. That way you have it scheduled in your calendar and you have to end it at that time. Otherwise, you're not going to get around with what you're supposed to be doing. Gotcha. Go ahead. The next one, number four, align yourself with great partners. Oh, I think that beautiful. this one is, I think this one's great. I mean, if you, Very impactful. If, if you have the right people working with you, you can help each other by doing your best work. So like if I have somebody that's great at something else that's different than me, but it's something that I need to get done. I don't know, let me try to come up with something crazy. Like, yeah, like cause cause let's I, just say I, that when you say when you mean partners, do you talk about it could part- be internal, team members? It could be internal partners. Vendors, all of the above. Customers. The, let's just say you go to me, Jim, and you're and you're like, hey, I'm trying to machine the stainless steel part. I'm having some difficulties with it. It could be like, well, I'm gonna send Tom Sanger out to spec out this milling application for you. Or it could be, you know, I'm having trouble with holding this, you know, this piece. And it could be, well, let's send the AME team out to your place in order to help you with that. I mean, yes, I could go out there and do it myself, but if I can get somebody that's better at it than myself to do it, I'm aligning myself with great partners in order to solve your problems and I don't have to do the so work. So I think that would be delegate to great partners. Okay, number three, create routines. So you and I talked about this in episode 99. So if you go to makingchips.com slash 99, we talked about it a lot. And basically what I mean by creating routines is like have a routine that you go through throughout the day. That way, everything is familiar to you for the things that you need to do the same thing every day. But for when you need to be creative or you need to get tasks done, you have those times set aside in order to get that done. You're just going to be that much more efficient. 
Number two, when you're crazy busy is, you know, really reflect on whether you have the right people in the right seats. Because a lot of times, if you're really busy and you're taking on too many tasks, it could be because you just don't have the right people in the right seats. Thank you for defining that acronym. Let's just give you, like you an example, Jim. I know that a lot of times you get really busy with doing quotes, okay? I do. And one of the things that, and I've talked to you about this for a couple of years now, probably, probably mm-hmm. since we were in California. I remember you were up at like, four in the morning and having coffee coffee, and doing your quotes. And we're supposed to be, you know, like doing stuff, not car machine or Zengers related. And you need to think about the future about like, do I have the right people in the right seats in order to get those quotes done? Because you're not going to be able to do them for the rest of your life. No, And that could cause you to be busy beyond what it's going to take in order to grow your company because you can't be quoting jobs when if say your company is doubled in size. That's a lot to manage though. That, that, that's a big one. Right people, right seats is a lot to really think about and analyze. And yeah, you got to take a step back. Yeah, and, and, and it's and it's not easy. I agree with you. It's that's and a real, that's say, a really tough one. And I'm not going to say there's that I've, so many different elements of how you rate people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, this is a tough one, and there's that's you a know, really tough one. The, I mean, I I understand about delegating responsibilities and and getting all that, but. There's a lot more depth and breadth to that than just you know right people right seats. Well, they, they maybe we should have a, a a separate podcast on exactly what that means. Well, yeah, I just wrote about like having the right people in the right seats in that article I wrote about manufacturing entrepreneurship. Mm. And what I was suggesting is that like for the entrepreneur, you you have an opportunity to start with a clean slate. A lot of times, if you're in a company that's been around for a long time, you've got a lot of people who have been things around things get for a complicated, long time, and you're trying to figure out okay, so here's the people I have. How do I make them the people that I need so that I can fill these seats when maybe the right way to look at it is like, what are the seats that need to be filled first? And then making sure you have the people to fill those seats. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes you, when you've had a business that's been around for a long time, you have people doing things that aren't necessarily the most important things for the business. And if you put them in the right place, it could make a really big impact. And as a business owner, entrepreneur, manufacturing leader, it really could free up your stress levels. I mean, we've got that going on. So like our company established itself in the Chicagoland area as having like this beautiful tool showroom where machinists used to line up and, you know, buy toolboxes and fill them up with precision tools and cutting tools and all that kind of great stuff. Well, you know what? Nobody comes into a retail establishment any anymore to buy. It's like 5% of our business. And so we are changing our business around in order to minimize that part of our business and reallocate those right people into different seats that will relieve me of some of my stress and help us to meet our objectives. So I think that's probably kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you got to look at things from a clean slate standpoint and say, you know, where do we want to be in three years? Does this part of the business make sense for us to continue to participate in? I think that's easier to do when... And you mentioned that with the trunnion tables. Maybe that has something to do with that. I think it's easier to do when you've got like a brand new business. Oh, but totally. You can also be like compelled to just okay, I know I need a person here, a person here, a person here, and then you hire really fast and you don't do your due diligence and make sure you get the right people. Yeah, so. that's why the whole notion of right right person, the right seat, you really need to look at wiping the slate clean. Absolutely. And, and seeing where you want to be in three years. And then the number one thing, and, and you know, a lot of these are really related to each other. This is even related to saying no, but the number one thing is just focusing on the ultra important, not the distractions. So for me, that that has to do with like what is going to move the needle forward? What are my 
five most important things that I should be doing as a leader in my business and I need to focus on those things and not getting distracted. So that's that's my number one thing. Thank you. Th- th- those were great. Oh, I, I have gl- a little bit of a disclaimer before you get into yours, Jim. You know, well, I don't have that many. Okay, because good. I agree with all all of yours, but I think they're different for everyone. Oh, for they're every totally individual. Totally. And related to that, the one disclaimer I was going to say is, you know, I wrote this from the perspective of somebody that really defines their own job and is the manufacturing leader, is the CEO, entrepreneur. A lot of these things you can't do if you report to somebody else. So just be careful about saying to your boss, well, I want to focus on just the really important things to me. And he might say, well, that's not important to me. And you know, you, you, you report me, to me. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So just be careful if, if they're not handled properly and maturely, it could backfire on you. Thank you for those. I, I appreciate it. My number one thing is prioritize. And I, I say that to my entire team all the time. I have a list on my desk and I, I it's handwritten. And it's all the things that I have to get done that day. And let me tell you, that list changes. It shifts. All the priorities shift every hour, every 15 minutes, every two hours, constantly during the day. It's a moving thing. It, it comes to life. And I believe that if you prioritize the things that are truly important, that you can get things done and it will be less stressful and less crazy on yourself. Another thing too is definitely the dis- the distractors. If you have to get something done, if I've got to bang out 10 quotes, the email gets turned off, the phone gets turned off, I go into a room by myself and I focus on what I've got to get done. I think you've changed over the last couple of years, Jim. I, I got to be honest with you because well, I don't if think I haven't, be I haven't focused. If I hadn't changed, I wouldn't be evolving, right? right. Yeah. I wouldn't have evolved into a better leader right. of a company, yeah, right? I agree. I agree. So, so yes, I have changed, yeah. but definitely you can't let your personal distractions impose into your business. If you're working in your business day, you have to mitigate all of the personal distractions, cell phone, internet, whatever. You just can't do that. You got to put it off. You got to do what is important at the moment. Whatever you got to get done, you got to get that done now and mitigate everything else. So that's the only thing that I will add to your list. And because those are the ones that are really, really important to me, everything else, I agree with you. The exercise thing, you know, I've been an advocate of exercise. I've been exercising for 30 years. It's definitely a stress reliever and it definitely helps unload a lot of stress. I like to drink wine. I think it's a very relaxing thing. Is that your number one? No, it's not my number one. It's definitely prioritized, but I, I don't see anything wrong with coming home at the end of the day and having one or two glasses of wine just to chill out. I get to watch the news, which I enjoy. And then I let go. And I start my day all over again. But so that's funny that you mentioned about watching the news. I know. That's actually some people some, get, I actually eliminated that yeah, from... I know. Um, it doesn't my, affect me like that, though. Yeah, well, you're different than I am, yeah, right? We're all yeah. different, but we're just sharing our own well, things. I agree. I agree. I, just, I wanted to point that out that that yeah. was actually a, a my wife can't watch the news cause either. of stress. Like, I remember, I remember my wife loves watching the news, mm-hmm. and they have that whole, like, what is it, Mueller investigation? Oh, I know. That yeah. was and huge. I was like, what is this about anyway? And my wife just looks at me and rolls her eyes and shakes her head. <laughs> like she's yeah. like really you have no idea what's news. been like the topic for yeah. the last 2 years. Yeah. Anyway, thanks. No, that was great. Uh, Nick, did you have anything to add? Well, yeah, I just want to kind of dovetail on the health effects of stress. The original article that we wrote this week that I wrote was about how entrepreneurs can uh, avoid burnout. 
and people are always like, Hey, you need to relax. You could burn yourself out. But like burnout's like a real thing. It's like a clinically diagnosed thing. And I went through some really tough times in my life as, as a young entrepreneur trying to figure out how to hold it all together. And I went through like a really bad period of burnout. So it's like, take this seriously. This is an important topic. It really is. And you asked me, Jim, the other day, we had an extensive conversation after that about like, you know, how I do keep it together and be quite honest with you. It's, it's only my faith that allows me to keep it all together. Ultimately, that's been probably, okay. If you were to give number one, number one way to reduce stress, that's, that's been it, you know? Great. So Jim, what do we ask from the manufacturing leaders out there? We don't want them just to listen to these episodes. We, We actually want them to listen and write down some of the points that we talk about, bring it to their leadership meetings, use this as a means of helping them in their business, right? Yeah. Well, I would use making chips as a resource and I would share that among their peers. And, you know, I just read something the other day that said the best way to share information is just forward that information right to the people that you care about. So if there is something that you hear on making chips today that is relevant, that you know, the good friend, a peer, an acquaintance, just forward them this episode and just say, I think you should listen to this because these guys are really bringing up something that's really valid and it will probably help you prioritize your day and de-stress you just a little bit more. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. That's what it's all about. But we also want everyone to go to iTunes and rate and review. I don't have an iPhone, so I don't know how that works, but I know everybody else in the world has one. You can actually have iTunes without an iPhone, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and you can rate and review on whatever podcatcher you're Podcast Addict or anyone. Or we want them to go to iTunes. iTunes. I would go to iTunes. It's the big boy in, in the field. Well, at the end of the day, I'm not too stressed right now. I, I, you know, I worked out today and I left my team to come down here and the traffic didn't stress me out. It was a, it was a light traffic day on the way into the city. And I thought, man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with DM, DII. I'm going to go to MXD because you know what, Jason, at the end of the day, if you're not making ships, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Thanks for listening to the Making Chips podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution. And many of them are at makingchips.com. If you're not making chips, you're not making money. And if you're too stressed, you're not making chips.